Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're in the short book of 2 John and being challenged to watch our step. Now let's hear from Kurt for today's episode. Good morning, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth. Appreciate you joining us today. Uh, I am all by myself today, so I hope that you can survive uh, an episode with me by myself, but it's just the way it worked out. And we are in a brand new book. So we're in the book of 2 John. If you want to find your place in there in the book of 2 John. Um, I just figured we've, we've been studying the book of 1 John, and John wrote these small epistles toward the end of his life, along with the book of Revelation, which obviously was the last book both in the Bible chronologically and in the Bible as far as the compilation uh, of the Bible. So I just thought we would stay right on this theme because when you read uh, the Apostle John, uh, both in the books of, really in the book of 1 John, 2 John, and then also in 3 John, you're really reading the same theme uh, straight on through. And John emphasizes, as you well know now from our last book, he emphasizes walking in light and walking in love. So really light, truth, and love. And you're gonna see those two themes played out in this small little New Testament book that we call 2 John. We'll see the theme of truth and and love and how these two ideals are incompatible, uh, or rather are, uh, are incompatible without each other. So they must have each other. That's that's the better way to say that. Uh, they absolutely are reliant upon each other. And uh, we'll dive into that today. So if you have a Bible and you can follow along, we're in 2 John, uh, I don't know if I should say chapter one because it's only one chapter, but uh, 2 John verse one for sure. And we'll read that. Those of you that are listening just on the audio podcast cannot see my coffee mug, uh, but my coffee mug today says current mood Nope. So I love that mug. So current mood, nope, is what my coffee mug says. It has Keurig coffee in it, which is not the best, but my stated philosophy is a bad cup of coffee is better than no cup of coffee. So that's where we are today. Second John, verse number one, the Bible says these words, the elder unto the elect lady and her children whom I love in the truth. So there's our two terms, love and truth. Whom I love in the truth, and not only I, but also all they that have known the truth. So anytime you study a Bible book, you want to ask a couple preliminary questions. And one question you want to ask is, you know, when was this written? And what are the circumstances around which uh, this particular piece of literature has been penned? So to answer that question, this was written uh, toward the end of the first century. And understand that toward the end of the first century, these were dark days uh, for Christianity and when it comes to the way that Christians were treated. Rome was already clamping down on Christianity. Nero had actually blamed Christians for the economic woes of society and had executed Paul. So Paul, the poster child of Christianity, had already been executed by the time that this book uh, was written. So people lived in fear. Uh, There was a mass uh, purging, really, of 
in Christianity because those that were really Christians were revealed. Those who just kind of were play Christians, uh, they quit. And Paul referenced that in the book of 2 Timothy when he talked about all they that are in Asia be turned away from me. So it, this is really a time of purification within the church. Now, understand this. Persecution has always brought uh, true Christians closer to God and has always spread true Christianity wherever persecution has been wielded. So, for instance, today, the church in underground China is thriving. And the church in America, although we have church houses that are full, although we have uh, many people that claim the name of Christ, I wonder if true Christianity is flourishing in prosperity. I think that prosperity sometimes neutralizes effective Christianity. But be that as it may, certainly when John was writing this book, uh, the book of 2 John, this was a time of persecution. And John is the author. And that's pretty accepted uh, as far as Bible scholarship is concerned, that the elder uh, here in the book of 2 John is none other than John. Certainly the language that we read in 2 John reminds us of 1 John, reminds us of the book of John. It just, it, it just screams that this was written by John, and yet he refers to himself as the elder. So when we see a Bible author identifying himself not by his name, but, but, and not even by a title, because the word elder here doesn't even necessarily connote that, hey, I'm a, I have the office of an elder. I think Peter talked about that in 1 Peter 5 when he says, the elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder. So Peter referred to himself in that, in that regard. I think what John is saying here in the book of 2 John simply is that, hey, I'm, I'm an old man. Uh, I've been around. Uh, I have lasted all these many years. And no doubt by this time, all the other apostles who had followed the Lord during his public ministry, they've all died. They've all died martyrs' deaths. And now uh, John, as an old man, is just emphasizing these themes. Truth, love, love, truth. Isn't it amazing that the older we get in the Lord, the older we get in life, the more we kind of let go of extraneous things, and the more we just kind of zone in on the things that really matter. You know, as a, as a young pastor, as a young Christian, you know, I, I argued about a, a bunch of dumb things and probably things that don't mean a hill of beans uh, were, were a big deal to me. But you know, the older I get, the more I realize that we need to be emphasizing things like the Word of God. That's what matters. Loving people, that's what matters. And we see that here in the book of 2 John, as John is emphasizing a love for God and a fidelity to God's word. So the elder, I'm an old man, I have some advice for you. Then watch who the audience is here in verse number one. So the elder unto the elect lady and her children. That's kind of a, a strange audience, the elect lady and her children. So was John writing uh, just one woman and who had some children, maybe a single mother or a widow woman who had some children? Is that what John is doing here? 
I don't think so. I think what John was doing, and and most people would subscribe to to this particular interpretation, and that is that John was writing a local church and referring to her metaphorically as uh, the elect lady. Um, sometimes in the Bible, you know, the the children of God are referred to as the bride of Christ. Uh, those whom Jesus loves, those that are married to the Lord. So the metaphor is used throughout the Bible that a church sometimes can be represented by a body or by a person. And remember that these are times of great persecution. So John calling out a particular church name uh, could be problematic. Now, he did do that in the book of Revelation when he wrote the seven churches of Asia Minor. But whatever the case may be, it... What John is probably doing in 2 John is writing to a church and her members. So the elect lady and her children. Either way, all the applications still work. So whether it be a specific person, a physical person, lady who has children uh, that are walking with the Lord, uh, certainly th- that application would stand. Or whether it's a local church and its members, that application would stand as well. I just feel like a local church and members fits more in the extended context that we're going to see uh, both today and tomorrow and really later on uh, this week as the, as this uh, little epistle unfolds. So author, John, audience, the elect lady and her children, uh, a local church and, and its members in my view. Okay, so look at verse one again. So the elder onto the elect lady and her children Now, watch what John says about this church or these people to whom he's writing. He says, whom I love in the truth. What a statement, whom I love. So we understand that he loves this person. He loves these children. He loves this church and its members. But then the Bible says, I love them in the truth. So that little prepositional phrase there in the truth, that's the qualifier. I love in the truth. Now understand this, that you cannot love people biblically without loving them in accordance with what the Word of God teaches. We live in a society that uses the word love way too loosely. You know, well, uh, I love her. Uh, That's why I want to move in with her. and, And, you know, she can become my domestic partner. I love her so much. That would be what the world would say. But is that love? No, what I would say is that is... That would be lust, or uh, that would be, it would be anything other than love, because biblical love is always defined by the truth. Okay, think about it. If God is love and God is truth, God is light, we talked about that in the book of 1 John, then whatever is not true or whatever is in conflict with the word of God cannot be an expression of love, because God is not schizophrenic. And God is not going to uh, uh, God is not going to act other than according to His character. So, to love someone effectively is to treat them the way the Bible says to treat them. Uh, we have a kind of a touchy feeling, uh, emotional definition of love in today's society, but that's not what love is. Love is treating other people the way that the Bible says to treat them. And when John says, "I love you in the truth." That means I love you with an informed biblical love. I'm going to do what's right by you. Sometimes that means I have to lovingly confront. Sometimes that means I have to chasten my children. 
Sometimes that means I have to offer someone a, a friendly rebuke for something in their life as a godly friend. But love is treating other people the way the Bible says to treat them. The best thing you can do for somebody else is to identify what your biblical responsibility is and then act accordingly. So John says, I love, I love them, I love you in the truth. So there already we see the connection, the, the, the uh, symbiosis between those words, love and truth. You cannot love effectively if you don't love according to the truth, and you cannot obey the truth effectively if you're not loving people. See how that goes together? Uh, I say it this way sometimes, truth is love's best gift, and love is truth's best wrapping. That's why uh, Paul said in Ephesians chapter four, speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So when Paul talks about the ideals of a model church, I talk about this with uh, all of our new members here at Faith Baptist Church. When Paul talks about the ideals of a model church, he says the message of a model church is speaking the truth in love. So I guess my question to you, just in closing today's podcast would be, you know, are you loving people the way the Bible says to love people? Yeah, as a husband, identify what is my biblical responsibility and then treat your wife accordingly. As a dad, what are your biblical responsibilities? You'll find them in Ephesians 6, 1 through 4, Colossians 3, throughout the Bible, really, Deuteronomy chapter 6 for that matter. You know, am I instructing my children? Am I teaching them the word of God? Am I chastening them at necessary times? If your answer would be no to those questions, you might feel affection for your children, but you're not loving them because love is always constrained by the truth. And the truth will always lead us to love people more effectively. Uh, Jesus, greatest example of love in all the word of God, obviously. But what did Jesus say about himself? I am the way and the truth and the life. So the truth and love. Wow, they go together. Now, here's the thing. We're gonna see this, this entire book. We're, this is a short little book. We're gonna get through it here in just a few episodes, but I want you to zone in on those two words, truth and love, and let's see what God teaches us. Just got through one verse today, but we had some introductory material to cover, so I, I know we'll go a little bit more quickly as the episodes progress. Hope you have a great day today. Thanks for joining us. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If Everyday Truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.